people of the internet, welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. Thank you for coming back this week, returning listeners, and thank you for checking us out if this is your first time. I'm Frank, and alongside me is my longtime friend, only anal sex buddy, Tyler. Yeah, that's me. Hell yeah. We have not yeah. stuck it into each other's butt yet, but we we no. really, really want to. Yeah. Just I wouldn't you mind. know, we imagine it a lot. Yeah. I, I I like I we think about the act so much that it doesn't matter that we haven't done it. Yeah. <sighs> True that. And you know, it has been a long time since we've known each other. Yeah. Like real long time. We were little little boys. Yeah, we were we were really really small boys. Kindergarten was it, or first yep. grade? It was. I think it was kindergarten. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I I have very few memories of kindergarten. Left I only have mind. one memory of kindergarten, and that What's was when one? I got in trouble for me and one of me and someone else were on the monkey bars and we were kicking each other. Mm. Yeah. That was a game we I... used to play. That, and I got that in trouble it. for it. Yeah? As I probably should have, dumb kids. Probably. Hmm. That would do it. I just uh, specifically remember it being like, I don't know, fourth or fifth grade maybe, and we were, like, our group of friends was completely obsessed with Pokemon. Maybe oh it was even God. before that. Dude, I think, it, I think it was before that. I think it was more third or fourth grade where we yeah. just fucking hit it. I mean, we would, like, literally trade, like, take each other's games home and just, mm-hmm. that's, like, all we did was talk about Pokemon. Yeah, man. It was great. Those were good times. Yeah. How's your week been, buddy? Uh, Good. It's been better this week, hmm. and I'm done for the week. I'm off tomorrow. I'm going to go see Metallica. Oh, that sounds like that sounds like fun. I heard about their tour. I, who are they touring with again? Avenged Sevenfold and Volbeat. Oh, so, all right. All I mean, both of those bands can draw a lot of people, and then you throw Metallica on that, and yeah, they're playing football stadiums on this tour, which is pretty cool. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Metallica in like seven years. They were one of the first concerts I ever went to in like 2010, I think it was. Maybe it was even 2009. I don't even remember. It, it's been such a long time. So I'm super, super excited. How many uh, tours do they have left in them? I have no clue. They really don't tour around here in North America or really the United States anymore. They just kind of play festivals whenever the hell they want to. Uh, a lot of times in Europe and stuff. So now they're over here. They're doing a tour for the first time forever and can't miss that shit. Although mm-hmm. it, So they're playing at... Lincoln Financial Field, which is the home of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Metallica, they don't cover their stage. And there's potential for rain tomorrow. Slight. So I'm a little worried. Although the weather's looking better and better and better as we get there. Like the percentage is only like 15 or 20%. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I don't know if it'll happen. I don't think so. But uh, I'm a little worried. I just wonder what they'll do with that. Because if you've never seen Metallica before in a place like this, even in an arena, they some bands, they'll like put their stage at the end of the arena and then they'll fill the rest 
with people in so maybe only three quarters of the arena is filled. Metallica puts their stage in the middle and they fill the whole fucking place all around them and on the floor in front of them. So it's going to be a lot of people there. I'm excited. I'm going to go. Uh, I took off. I'm going to go down early. I'm going to get a nice parking spot. I'm going to drink a lot of beer with mm. other people that are drinking a lot of beer. Mm. That sounds like a good time. It sounds what the kids call lit. Yeah. It'll be pretty damn lit, and it might just be a little bit cold too. But fuck it, if you drink enough beer, you won't feel it. Yeah, that's that's the truth, and it won't hurt you. That's true. Which you actually gotta, isn't you, the truth. You can actually get hypothermia that way. But yeah, who cares? Details, yeah. details. Logic. That that's the logic of someone drinking alcohol. Who needs science? Yeah. <laughs> but oh. but you also don't want to drink too much to mm-hmm. where you you want to make sure you're okay to go home. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, how about you? How's your week? Getting beat down, man. Playing a lot of soccer. Football, as the civilized world calls it. Uh, (laughs) Man, and my I just... Not really, man. I just don't have my legs anymore. I don't know what happened. I I had a fuse... I had a string of injuries that just kept me sidelined for the longest time, and I'm coming back now, and I'm just out of shape. Man. Wow. Getting old. Getting old, man. I'm just going to... Why do you think I'm wearing this hat? I'm going bald. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a lie. Get, that's a getting lie. Gray, getting some gray hair, too. Get some gray hair. I wouldn't mind gray hair. Gray hair doesn't bother me. Yeah. Doesn't bother me, either. Mm. It can look good on some people. Mm. It looks like really can... good on Danny O'Dwyer. He's yeah. a, He looks really good with his peppered gray look. He does. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Ah. If you didn't know, everybody out there still hanging in there, this is a video game show, kind of. It's about PlayStation. We talk about some news. We talk about games that are recently coming out. And, of course, we talk about games we're playing. Man, Tyler, I have a feeling we both played the same game, but if there were any others that you want to mention before we talk about that game. Oh, hold on. Hold on. What? Let's introduce this segment. Welcome to the Payload, where we talk about our Overwatch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. This is a new segment on the show we're going to call the Payload. Whenever we have Overwatch moments, we're going to share them here on the Payload. Yes. Um... As you know, if you've been listening to this show, even remotely, we play a lot of Overwatch. And uh, we were playing some Overwatch the other night. And, man, I think we had maybe, like, one of the best matches ever. Uh, it was it was cool. We, we ended up playing competitive, like, for a long time and with a larger group of people than we usually have, which was fun. And uh, there were some matches that did not go well, and then things started to go our way. There was this one match. It was a payload match. Route 66. We were on defense first. We got our asses handed to us. They got it all the way with like 2 minutes and 51 seconds still left. Something like mm-hmm. that. Just destroying us. They, they had a Genji on their team. Just completely ruined my day. I don't know about yours. Mm-hmm. but He was ruining my day. It was bad. So I'm like, oh man. This is just going to be one of those matches. We're going to get rolled. So then... Flip side, we're on attack, 
and we start just ramming shit down their throat. And we get right to the end with three minutes, a little over three minutes left. So, so it's like, if we can just cross it, we'll win based on time. But they they were a little clutch and stopped us, and we got there ten seconds later with like two forty one. So now it's overtime. See who can push the farthest, mm-hmm. uh, basically. So we're still on attack. We destroyed them so hard. It got to overtime. We were only at the second checkpoint we got to, mm-hmm. like right at the end of like right before overtime. So it's like, cool, we did pretty good. We're up 5-3. But we uh, kept it alive. No. Yes, we came together as a team. It was unbelievable. There was there was a few times where it was like, ah, all right, this is this is it. But we still, we did really good. But we literally came together so well and gelled so well. Everybody was just so focused and on point that we ended up pushing it from, you know, this second point to the final point and going all the way just in overtime. Then on the flip side on defense, they didn't even get 10 meters. Mm-hmm. Man, That's I... how much we just rammed it down their throat. When in the beginning they were destroying us and we just killed them, man. That was, that was like one of the most satisfying multiplayer matches I've ever played in my entire life. Maybe the most satisfying. I mean, that, that was, Wow. Yeah, it was it was really good, man. I I wish uh, I was recording it too. That would have been a good one to record, but Yeah. Uh, a little it, bit it too really long would've... for the It was a little bit too long for the uh, PlayStation share and I didn't have my uh, my Elgato capturing. So, yeah. I was yeah, lost. And we were I mean, after the match, you know, we're all like excited like holy shit, can't believe we just destroyed them that bad when we were actually kind of even in a weird way but like the guy on the other team that was playing genji switched out from genji Mm -hmm. i mean he was on a roll and that was probably one of the biggest moments of the game when it was all said and done we were all like why did that guy switch he was just destroying us and he probably could have been the difference maker if they would have stayed with genji but you could tell that they were just throwing shit at the wall man I, i felt like we killed almost every single overwatch character there is they were trying so many different things and and we just found the team and stuck with it mm-hmm. it, it was also extra satisfying because it's a competitive ranked match mm-hmm. which was cool and at the end of the day our rank ranking ended up being higher than what it was when we started which yeah. is always a good thing which is abnormal because we've been stuck at the same spot for so long yeah, and I don't know about you, too. I'm still nowhere near what I was last season. Either. Yeah, same. I mean, because we just got killed during the, the placement qualifying matches, so well, no, I'm still let, like let's, let's clarify. 300 off. We got screwed in our placement matches. Yeah, that's matches. a good way to put it. Because we did play extremely well most of those matches where it, it just felt like it was just you and me trying to carry the team almost and can't really do that in overwatch i mean you could be a difference maker but you can't win all by yourself it's mm-hmm. it's a team game and so yeah i'm still like 300 off of my career high mm-hmm. in terms of ranking so who knows I, i'd like to get back to it. it it it's uh it was a tremendous time and then even the match after we won that super thrilling match we ended up really destroying on that one 
mm-hmm. making it all the way. Not not as easy or anything, but then we shut the other team down before they can even activate the payload to start pushing in. It was great. It was awesome. Oh yeah. It's moments like those that that just make that game the best. Yeah, it's it's just really fun to just goof off with your friends and play that game. Like, yeah, I, I know we were playing competitive, but we were still having a lot of fun together. Yeah, it's like even when we lost, like we weren't frustrated. We never got frustrated with each other. It was just like we were playing like normal, but it just happened to be competitive, and we just happened to be on some really good teams mm-hmm. that night, which was awesome. Uh, and I think that's the first time that one of our buddies, Sam, ended up actually playing competitive ever. Yeah. So I uh, hope we got him been... hooked on it. I hope so, because I, I I just like the format of competitive play in Overwatch a lot better, personally, just because uh, it's it's more competitive, obviously. People just care a little bit more. So I forgot to silence my phone. If you heard the Uncharted 4 theme, it was coming from my phone. Hey, it fits. fits with mm. the this show it fits with the show yeah uh also i want to just throw out there with overwatch i'm really liking the new character arisa i really just enjoy playing as her she's she's one of my my favorites in rotation now for mm-hmm. sure i just need to get some cool skins for her. i'm saving up to, to buy something because i mm-hmm. need some good shit but she's cool i think she's she's fitting in well yeah i like her um is, is she your favorite from all the dlc yeah absolutely Mm. Absolutely, I, I've got to go with Sombra. I think Sombra's Sombra's my yeah. my gal. Sombra is really cool. I I enjoy playing Sombra. I just I don't like Anna. That was another thing when we were playing the other night. We got stuck with people playing Anna and Widowmaker on the worst on the worst maps. Like it was a control capture map, and we had someone playing Anna or Widowmaker mostly on our teams it's like what are you doing like those characters are good in specific situations like a defending the payload type of thing uh or defending a point is when those characters are the best but not in a control point capture map you just need fucking power going at that and and maybe like a you know zenyatta lucio or mercy can really work to heal people but you just need some big guns thrown at that stuff that was insane Mm-hmm. Yeah, just by I, like every match we were stuck with one of those people it was, it was sad it was it was certainly frustrating um yeah I don't, I don't have much more to add can we conclude the payload yes we can we pushed it all the way yeah we pushed the payload all the way in yes mm. um before we get to the probably the bigger game of the week, and if you have anything else too, the other game I've really been playing a lot is Bioshock Two, which I talked about last week. Uh, I'm I'm actually almost done with it. I I just lose track of time when I play that game because I just I just get so sucked into those type of games. Um, it's great. It's fun. It, it doesn't it doesn't have that hook yet that the original Bioshock had, or even Bioshock Infinite in terms of storytelling. I think that's the part where it's kind of lacking. I mean, the, the powers in, in gameplay and all that stuff's really cool. It's cool going back to Rapture. The one point I want to bring up about that is, and I don't remember hearing anything around the time the Bioshock collection launched late last year. You can't take screenshots or video. And now, 
I'm playing on uh, Xbox because uh, that's where I've always played the Bioshock games. Uh, but I, I, I assume it's the same on PlayStation 4. But like, there's so many times where I'm like, wow, this looks beautiful. This room is detailed so well or it's just so creepy. The lighting and everything. I want to take a screenshot. I'm a huge screenshot, screenshot guy. I love it. Um, and I, you can't do it. It's disabled. Like you go to pull up the screenshot thing and it just says it's blocked. What the fuck, man? I get Bioshock is a very, very story-driven game and stuff, but still just taking a single screenshot might not spoil much. I mean, you like I have no problem with blocking certain scenes, like cutscenes or something, uh, but damn. Look, I didn't know that was a thing. And at first I thought it was just a thing in the beginning of the game, but I'm like four hours in now, four or five hours in, and I still can't do it. See, it's, it's not even about not make, not letting you do screenshots. It's like not letting it be easy because you can still work around it with like a capture card or something and get screenshots if you really want to go right. that route. But they're just making it so fucking hard that mm-hmm. most people just won't do it. Yeah. I mean, there's just nothing wrong with that stuff, man. It's just crazy. And, you know, with Persona 5 not letting you do it, it's just find it interesting that Bioshock, the Bioshock collection, you can't do it either. So that sucks. I wish developers would not do that. You know, just let people share, share their shit. And, and they share your game and then people might see that and go, that looks really cool. I want to experience that. I just think it's a, it's almost like a free advertising tool in a way. And at the same time, it could harm you too. If people capture a glitch or something, you know, that could be bad, but it can go both ways, I guess. Um, So that's all I've really been playing. Well, what are you up to? All right. So you mentioned Persona 5. That game fucked me in a good way yesterday in that. I started playing it at, what, like, around 8 o'clock. Ended up playing about... Shit, let me count the hours. About six hours. I stayed up till about 2 a.m. Playing playing Persona 5. Because it's so fucking addicting. I beat the dungeon that I I was on. And I've just been doing confidant stuff. Making my friends happy. Mm. I've... I want to say I've unlocked all the confidants at this point, but I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, but you yeah. get any get get your bang on. Okay, so get? I got I trained in a way that I got my my one stat up that I needed, so I can start pursuing this the the one character that I want to uh, bang. Uh, I had go. to turn I I had turned down another character because they were like. I guess the stat requirement wasn't as difficult to romance them. So I, I got them to the point where, like, you make a choice whether or not you you romance them, and I, I had to turn them down. Yeah. And it was hard because that person would have been my second choice. Mm. Yeah. But I'm going That's for not... my first choice. You can romance well, multiple it... people, but apparently it, there's a Valentine's Day event where it goes really badly if you try to romance uh, more than one person. That sounds awesome. That's great. Are you are you past that Valentine's moment? Or? No, no. That, I think that's yeah. towards the end of the game. Okay. I got you. 
are you close to the end of the game? <laughs> okay, so I look at the oh, calendar. I, I look at the calendar in game, and I see that there are about I want to say four or five months left in the game, which means I think I am a little over halfway done. Wow, a little over halfway done. I've put about sixty-one hours in. That's a lot, man. That's a time sink in in a great way. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure every minute minute of it's fantastic. Oh yeah, that's a is. lot of time. I unlocked this one location, and I guess mild spoilers, but uh, there's this maid cafe where you go. You know, they have these uh, women dressed up as maids, and they just bring you food, and they usually screw up. But mm. at how you react to them determines like what kind of social skill stat goes up. But yeah, that that's, that's a thing. That's a thing. They have a maid cafe. <laughs> it's a Japanese ass game, man. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's great. Uh, it's great that it's it's you know doing so well. It sounds fun. Um, other than Persona, I've played a little a smaller game called Strafe that came out this week. Mm. Um, it's an old school first person shooter. I'm not going to talk too much about it yet because I haven't been able to play it much of it because it's a little bit bad on the technical side. It gets frame choppy towards the end of levels. Um, there was this one glitch where I was just falling through space forever. There was this other glitch that I got stuck trying to go upstairs, like I was stuck into the wall. And I couldn't move, so I had to just end the run. So it's a run-based nice. It's a run -based game where I guess it's sort of procedural. I think they just put together rooms that are pre-built procedurally. But, yeah, you, you go in. It's it's very much channels like old-school Doom. Like, that, that's basically what this game is, just modernized. And I think it's pretty rad. It's just that I wish it performed better on PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to probably report back when it when it does get a patch and see if it's fixed. Yeah, yeah, I've kind of heard mixed things about it, but it sounds neat for sure. Uh, is it challenging, like in a in a Doom way? Like, are you going around finding health packs and? It is. Um, like so how this works is that certain enemies you kill drop this currency called scrap. And if you're lucky enough, you can find a place to spend that scrap to either increase your health, buy some armor, some ammo, something like that. But um, I haven't been very lucky. I haven't gotten past, like, the first... I've gotten past the first area. I haven't gotten past, like, the second little area. I got you. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to hear more when it gets better. Hmm. Don't like games that launch in poor state. Maybe that's foreshadowing to the next topic. You know what? I don't think that those things that are being said about this game we're about to talk about are necessarily all that true. I think what those, game are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Prey. Let's do it. In which some people have been having game-breaking glitches or bugs that I have just not encountered or seen with other people like it is a very rare case that that bug that was breaking the game for a certain reviewer. But I've yeah. enjoyed it. I've beaten it. How far have you been gotten? I am two hours in. 
two. Okay, there's a massive gap. Yes. Okay. So have you met January? Not in person. Okay. You are really at the beginning. <laughs> yes. I'm about to find a doctor. A doctor? Dr. Nielsen or something. Something begins with an N. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm two hours in. That was mm. that was my game. Game clock. So I beat I this have not game. had the biggest chance to play it, obviously. I, mm. I've been wanting to put a lot more time into it. Just did so, not get a chance. So To give you an idea of how long this game is, I beat the game in about 21, 22 hours. Yeah. Somewhere between there. Um. I've completed two endings for the game in that time because there was a save that I just did before and just saw how it played out either way because there's a choice you can make. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of choices you can make in this game. This game's... I think this game's really good, but I'm I'm going to save a lot of the spoilery stuff for once you've done it. You've Yeah. I I very much enjoy this game. For what I've played so far. And I'm very excited to play more. Uh, there's a lot of really good things about it. Um, it's. It's just. Intriguing. You know. they Like the game opens up. With some very interesting stuff. And you're like. What the hell's going on. And the game doesn't tell you a whole lot. And, and then they you mind just fuck slowly, you. Yeah. And, and, and it just feels like. You'll go through a little bit, and then they'll fuck you with something else. And it's like, what is going on? Uh, it, it's it's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. And like you you text me, you're like, I think this game's going to be right up your alley. And it is 10 million percent right up my alley. Like These are the type of games that I love. Um, it's why I love Bioshock so much and why I really like Dishonored and stuff. I love these single-player games that are kind of exploration driven that have a really interesting setting in story like i love that type of shit and there's still like yeah it's it's linear in a way but there's a lot of player agency on where you can go what you can explore you know the the way you want to play and upgrade yourself like that shit i love and this game has a lot of bioshock feels to it to me uh, i love its alternate history setting i think that's fascinating i love the detail on on talos one it's it's awesome i love just exploring this um it, it's it's cool i think arguably maybe i don't know at least in the opening hours the best part about this game is its sound design oh yeah mm. sound design is off the charts dude it really gets you like feeling very unsettled mm -hmm. like you just feel nervous you're you, with the music how it ramps up and and all kinds of stuff you're like something is around me and it i just, don't know what it, it is it just works because of the main like the main enemy type that you're facing at the beginning of the game called the mimic yeah now the mimic is a brilliant enemy type it is i think i think it is the it is one of the greatest ideas for this type of game, especially if they're going, since they are going for kind of a sort of a horror kind of route. 
it, it's a scary game because those mimics can be anywhere and they can yes. be anything. If you're yeah. not careful, you're going to get your ass chewed. Yeah, they've startled me a few times. You, you get used to it after a while, but there's still times where you're just where you haven't seen one in a while. So you kind of let your guard down and then all of a sudden they pop out of a fucking coffee cup and you're like, oh, or a trash can. And it's like, OK, in and, and, like it's such a genius idea to have these types of enemies because like as a video game player you automatically kind of have a tendency to explore and to just look at shit and pick shit up whatever you can find and in knowing that anything you pick up might try to then kill you really changes the game it really really does i love it mm. it's cool so, I don't. I really don't want to spoil this for you, but have you encountered a mimic where you really didn't expect a mimic? Like you thought you thought the game was being mean because they tricked you into trying to pick up a mimic? Mm, no, I have encountered. I don't think it was. Maybe I mean maybe it's still technically a mimic. It was more of a phantom. Mm. That type of enemy. Where I literally could not kill it. Like, it was just fucking destroying me. And it would, like, I would try to freeze it with the glue gun so I could, like, beat the shit out of it or shoot it or whatever. And I would freeze it with my glue gun or whatever. And then it would just bust out and shoot these fireballs at me. And I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to run away from you, sir. I got what I needed in here. I'm out. I'll come back (laughs) later. Uh, But no, I have not run into what you're talking about. Okay, well... Just pick up everything. Just pick up everything. Okay. I don't know if that's good advice. <laughs> no, it is. Uh, man, I, I really want to tell you, but I don't want to ruin it for you, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, yeah. How brilliant is that glue gun, though? That's a really cool little thing. That they. It's a cool tool, cool mm-hmm. weapon. It's it's really a utility item. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like it. it. It takes a little getting used to. Because you kind of have to change your thinking a little bit with stuff. But but when you kind of get used to what it can do, it's like, you know, I can really, really get behind this thing. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like that it's both a tool used for combat and for exploration, which is yeah. cool. Um, um, there was a point in this game where I had to scale, like, a really high up place. And I just used a glue gun to create platforms jumping back and forth between, like, the platforms I create with the glue gun. And I got mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's it's cool that, because uh, not only is exploration cool and, and intriguing and intense in this game, but the glue gun can kind of take it to a whole nother level. Because now, you know, usually you would just look at a ledge and be like, eh. I don't know if I can get there or I'll find a way up there eventually. But now you can kind of think and be like, oh, no, I can get up there right now. Mm -hmm. That stuff's cool. Yeah, a lot of the base is really accessible to you if you can figure out a way to get there. Like, it doesn't really lock you behind too many doors. Like, there are some doors, obviously, where you need specific key cards or something. But even then, sometimes there's a way around it. It's just, I, I like how... There's just 
they leave it open for exploration. Like it's not they're not trying to ham fist you in a certain direction too hard. Yeah, I mean, like I'd say the gut. Like there will be quests that'll tell you to go certain places. Yeah. But like, if you want to just explore the station, a lot of the station is just opened up to you. Yeah, and, and you can like completely ignore and turn off the quest markers and stuff, which is cool. If you don't want to uh, have that on your screen as a distraction, um, I'd say the very beginning of the game, it's still intriguing, but it is a little bit slow. But once the game lets you go a little bit, which I would say probably takes about an hour, maybe that's when I feel it. It really starts to shine. Why I'm so excited to to keep playing more because I know it's probably going to get better. And I'm I'm excited to upgrade my dude. Mm, that's, yeah, that's look- cool. You've seen uh, three trees so far, three upgrade trees so far, right? Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I'm confused on right now, which maybe you can explain them to me, is chipsets. Chipsets, okay, so... What exactly are those? So, they're kind of like, uh, I guess, they're kind of like passive buffs that you can install to either your suit, and eventually you get this item called the Psychoscope there's two different like items that can have chips in them, and they have separate chips for them. And your perks can increase the amount of chips you can put in each of one of those. But yeah, basically they'll grant you certain abilities, like you'll be able to like resist certain types of damage. You'll be able to um, maybe run faster, take less self damage, or be like. Have you encountered recycler charges yet? Yeah. They'll, there's one that'll make you immune to those. So you don't accidentally recycle yourself, although that is a trophy to recycle yourself. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. It's I... cool. Yeah. I ran into a problem, though. What, where you, what did you run into? I needed to go to the next area. And mm-hmm. it's an area where, you know, you just don't walk through the door or whatever. The game actually has to load it up. And the game just cut to black. Didn't come back. It was like, nope. Sorry about your luck, dude. I'm done with you right now. Like, okay. Uh, so the game just literally just kept on going for minutes and minutes and nothing would pop up. So I had to crash and come back and... That, that was kind of frustrating because I, I was just feeling, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. I'm ready to rock and roll, go into this area, and then I had to crash in, load it back up. And that that's, stuff sucks, but, I mean, I haven't ran into... See, it wouldn't suck uh, as much if the loading times were better. I feel like the loading times are a weak, weakness in the game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I'm not sure... I'm not 100% sold on the combat yet either. Like, I think the glue gun stuff's cool, but that's the one part that hasn't really shined for me early on in the game. I don't, I don't know if it gets better, but it is kind of like I don't really want to fight anything. I want to sneak past stuff. Oh, too, because of resources and stuff, but I don't know. It's not the most fun thing. So. I think eventually it ramps up to a point where you feel competent. Um, I don't... I don't... I never felt overpowered. Um, although having a lot of shotgun ammo helps. Yeah. I've not found a shotgun yet. Oh, you haven't found a shotgun. No. Well, I'm, lo- I'm 
hoping to find one. I, I found a silenced pistol. Which is awful. I, I Yes. I hate that thing. Yes. It's not not very good. Um, this game is cool. It, and it has a lot of arcane vibes if you've played Dishonored. I mean, there's some stuff like character models and animations and stuff. That stuff is straight from Dishonored. Um, I very much enjoy it. I just find this... Uh, I just find Bethesda extremely frustrating with their games, man, because this is the third game now where they've had an excellent game and they don't want to share it with people ahead of time because they're scared of something. I don't really get it uh, because I feel personally like there's not a tremendous amount of buzz around this game. And I, I just have this feeling that it might not sell that well. I mean, Dishonored 2 kind of underperformed and, and stuff. And that just sucks because it's like Bethesda just feel, you know, game after game, they've proven that they, they're putting out good stuff. I just don't understand this whole review policy thing because if reviews would have got out there even a day or two ahead of time, it was like, yeah, praise really good. Then people are stoked about it. You know, it's just frustrating because I just feel like, Hey, yeah, we got something cool, but we don't really want to share it with you for any reason. And mm. that stuff sucks. Cause I, this is a cool game and I want it to perform well. So it could potentially get a sequel and all kinds of stuff. And it sucks. It really does. I'm just going to put this out there. I think there will be a sequel. Yeah, does it end a particular way? Um, in both the endings that I encountered, it definitely, and I feel that all endings will lead to this kind of. Yeah, there's there's something about this game that I want you to discover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you read emails? Yeah, I do. Oh yeah, like it's. It's, I know this is going to sound lame, but it's kind of fun to like just snoop on all the people who are working at the station. Just like, and especially the audio logs, how like you can just set yeah. them to play and go do your shit while you're, while you're going. I like that, that you don't yeah. have to like just sit there and listen. Yeah. Hmm. That's a very, very Bioshock thing. Because in Bioshock, you can find audio recordings and There's... just let them play. You know, there's the, a lot of them. The Bioshock cool. collection might be the thing I move on to after Persona. Yeah, I, I like I'm feeling these type of games. So once I finish Bioshock Two or Prey, whichever one I end up finishing first, then I'm going to move on to Dishonored Two because I'm just like I'm just feeling these single player like experiences like this because I love them. It's cool. I, I think I think if you played the the Bioshock collection after playing Prey, I, I think you'll still have a great time because you'll you'll realize how much bioshock has influenced most of arcane's games that they've actually been putting out recently and a lot of other games too but uh you'll be like oh well that's interesting mm-hmm. you know because there's things in prey where i'm like oh, yep that's cool uh, i like it you know bioshock's bioshock's great Prey's great check it out but do they really have to put fucking needles in your eye God, I don't is... get that. You only you only see it once that first time you put a neuromod in, but still that is just too much. I know. Uh, just thinking about that's what you do every time you get a perk, man. I know. 
when he turned the thing around and he's like looking at it, I'm like, no, 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 you're not going to put that in your eye. You're not going to put that in your eye. Oh, you put that in your eye. No, why? Ew. The fuck's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> yeah. But I think it sets up a really interesting sci-fi universe. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I like listening to audio logs and reading the emails and everything else about it. Because I'm like, I want to know more about this ship and what was going on at this time period. Like, I love that type of shit. It's games like this, too, where you can really easily lose track of time. I know I do. Because it was la- last night, I was playing a bunch of, the, you know, I was playing this game, and I was like, I look over at the clock, and I'm like, fuck, I, I got to get to bed. It was almost like you playing Persona 5, and then I look over at the clock again, another hour's passed, and I'm like, I'll just play a little bit more. And and then I pl- end up playing a little bit too much more, and I'm like, shit, okay. I really, really need to stop. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that Arcane has been putting in this quick save feature. Oh yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, it was in Fallout Four as well, uh, but at least in Dishonored Two and Prey, it's super, super fucking quick. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Every game should have that. Every game should have it. Period. It's like you walk Law. into a room, you're like. Oh shit! Hold on. Let me let me quick save and see if I can do it this way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It it allows you to to experiment and stuff, which is cool. When you die, the load times aren't bad. It's mm-hmm. when you're loading into a whole other area that the load times are like, dude, this is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cool. I'm excited to play a lot more of it. You haven't encountered any zero G stuff yet. Not yet. No. Okay. I I think I think the controls for that are pretty cool. It's just weird how how you have to think about your body when you're in that because you're not straight up and down. You're actually like floating like horizontally. Okay. It's just it's that that was just one thing that threw me off where I, where I was like, okay, I should be able to go that way or oh no, or my feet can I fit through there? No, you can fit through there. It's it's fine. It's fine. Have you used recycler charges to like clear paths? Not yet. Oh, shit. Okay. Have you used them on enemies? Yes. Okay. They worked? Yes. Did you like that? Yes. Mm. It was cool. It is cool. This game's cool. Yeah, this game is pretty damn cool. And... I bought it digitally. Yeah. Which leads me to our first <laughs> news story. PlayStation Network's top downloads for the month of April. Mm, and I'm going to open these up, and they're going to load. Okay. <laughs> so would you like I got to, you. Would you like to kick us off with the PlayStation Fall? Yeah. PlayStation 4. This is a interesting list, gotta say. There's some interesting stuff on here. Number 20, EA Sports UFC 2. Number 19, FIFA 17. 18, Need for Speed 17, Dishonored Definitive Edition. 16, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor Game of the Year Edition. 15, Mass Effect Andromeda. 14, Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited. 13, Horizon Zero Dawn. 12, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. 11, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix. 10, Ark Survivor's Pack. 
9, Ghost Recon Wildlands, 8, Outlast 2, 7, Minecraft, PlayStation 4 Edition, 6, Rocket League, 5, MLB The Show 17, 4, The Last of Us Remastered, 3, Uncharted The Nathan Drake Collection. Naughty Dog had a good month. Mm-hmm. Number 2, Grand Theft Auto 5, and number 1, the month of April, Persona 5. Okay, so what I'll say is Grand Theft Auto V and on the Uncharted Collection, Last of Us Remastered, they were all on sale at some point. I know that. Yeah, but it's still crazy that Grand yeah. Theft Auto V is number two. Like, that's just nuts. It's number one for, on PlayStation 3, but we're not going to read that entire list. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, good for Persona 5, though, being number one. That's oh, awesome. hell yeah. Mm, that is, that is really a good great game. Yeah. It's going to take it, a lot to knock it off my game of the year list Ooh. i'm already yeah. building that list and it's only the first half of the year and that's just that's unheard of yeah i actually haven't like put anything together but when i think about the the games that i've played and really enjoyed this year i was like man this has been a hell of a year so far i mean just heavy hitters um interesting uh ghost recon wildlands hanging in there yeah. in the top 10 yep Enjoying that. Mm, not sure how I feel, but uh, one day, one day we'll have time to investigate. Yeah, yeah. I, I just personally want to spend a little bit less money than what it's on sale for right now. Yep. So that's just me. Uh, Aspect Andromeda, though, Andromeda falling to fifteen though. Yeah, that's a little so, bit rough. Yeah. Maybe that's the negative reviews impacting it maybe who knows also i just want to point out on playstation 3 there's a game fight night champion at number nine i forgot fight night was even a thing do you know anything about that game i i have no clue it was ea's boxing game oh fuck yeah shit okay yeah they had like you know fight night round three four blah 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 those games were interesting and fight night champion i remember playing that when it came out, and I think that was the last one. Okay. R.I.P. Fight Night. Strange games being bought on the last generation. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the PlayStation Vita games. There are ten games on this list. I'll count it down from <coughs> ten. And we have Skullgirls Second Encore at the ten spot. At number nine, we have Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD. At number eight, Crypt of the Necrodancer. At number seven, Need for Speed Most Wanted. At number six, Grand Theft Auto PS Vita Collection. At number five, Persona 4 Golden. At number four, Minecraft PlayStation Vita Edition. At number three, God of War Collection PS Vita. Okay, that's weird how they put a colon there. Okay. (laughs) Adventure Time, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom comes in at number two. And at the top of the list is Salt and Sanctuary. Hmm. Very cool. Did not know Oddworld Stranger's Wrath was on Vita. That's an excellent game. Excellent, wacky mm. first-person shooter. I love that game back back in the day. Talking about back in the day, how about you round us out with the classics? Yeah, PlayStation Classics, uh, number 10, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. 9, Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life Special Edition. Number eight, Dark Cloud. Seven, Dark Cloud. Two, six, Ape Escape. Two, five, Psychonauts. Four, Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy. Three, Bully. Two, Parappa the Rapper. Two, 
was there yes there was, there was. a sequel but it so the, it went Parappa the Rapper Um Jam or Lammy or uh, yeah I I fuck up that name every, every time yeah. and then Parappa the Rapper too okay I, I did not know they made a sequel to that game I, I knew there was the first two there but that's interesting uh, number one Grand Theft Auto San Andreas oh boy there you go stealing the PlayStation VR top there is a Mortal Blitz. It's number one. Mm, all right. And then a lot of the a lot of the same stuff. All right. Well, now we got some numbers out for you right at the top of the show here. And now we're gonna get into some mm. other news. Before we move on, the yes. last thing here, I just want to point out, and this makes me very, 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 very sad. PlayStation 4 add-ons. Number seven, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered Variety Map Pack, which is the maps that they're selling to you that should have been in the, in the game. That is extremely aggravating to see that, to be honest with you. That sucks. Ugh. Why Dude, are you people good. so stupid? Yeah. So, I mean... I I bet a lot of people that bought that are the same people that complained about having to buy it in the first place. Jesus Christ. Anyways. You are part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. All right. Well, that's enough grinding of my gears here. Um, let's talk about Square Enix for a moment. We have a couple of stories here. First up, we have... A little bit more sad news here. They're splitting up with IO Interactive, the creators of Hitman. Ooh. So who knows what's going to happen? They uh, Square Enix. Uh, they, I guess in that merger they had with. Uh, oh shit! I forget who it was. Idos. Yeah, I think it was Idos. Idos. Uh, they acquired Hitman in two thousand nine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, since they've put out a couple of good games, uh, the latest Hitman, they had said that they were going to do, they had planned to do three seasons, I think. But mm-hmm. they haven't actually announced the second season when it's going to start. So, I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen. Because, you know, you're getting, <laughs> they're selling it, they're selling off the IO Interactive. So, and I assume that Square Enix is going to maintain the Hitman property for themselves so yeah that kind of leaves it murky waters kind of yeah uh, they said this is just goofy they said um to maximize player satisfaction as well as market market potential going forward they have regrettably decided to withdraw from business of io interactive uh, sounds like they're gonna they're throwing a little bit of shade. Yeah. As a result of this, the company started discussions with potential new investors and is currently in negotiations to secure this investment. While there can be no guarantees that the negotiations will be concluded successfully, they are being explored since this is in the best interest of our shareholders, the studio, and the industry as a whole, I think you take out the studio and the industry there, and you just leave 
our shareholders. Mm-hmm. And that might sum that up, at least from an outsider's perspective, because I just feel this is a very weird move. Uh, because Hitman from last year might have underperformed, but it, it sales-wise, potentially. But that's because of their model that they had for it. However, I feel that model generated buzz around that game for months and months and months and it turned out to be some people in some gaming outlets game of the year like it's just crazy that they would have a game of such high success critically at least and then you know potentially sell the studio that's Mm. making it um and who knows if they're like like you said? Who knows if their squares keeping the Hitman IP or if IO can take it with them somewhere? Okay. I mean, I, I just hope that IO does not lose their jobs though, so, because there's a lot of talent there. So, I have a question for you. Yeah. From what you've seen of Hitman, what game would you like to have Hitman gameplay? Like, what IP would you like that gameplay to be applied to? Oh, man. That's an interesting question. One that I've never never thought about. Well, no, what about you? Anything coming to your mind? So, I was thinking, I know Naughty Dog doesn't really want to get back into Uncharted, but I feel like an Uncharted, like a heist kind of thing mm. would be kind of cool. Yeah. It do, You don't necessarily have to be trying to kill someone. You could be trying to steal something or... You know, there's it. The way that Hitman works, it just seems like it could apply to a lot of different situations other than just murdering people. Although there are a lot of video game characters who murder people, right? Yeah, I think uh, to be honest with you, I think Rockstar could make something really cool with that style of gameplay. Mm. I just feel feel they could pull off really well. Uh, it'll be interesting though to see what happens with IO. It would be cool. I mean, they're great at making Hitman. Those games are great and stuff, but like, they haven't really made anything different in a while. Hmm. So maybe, maybe someone scoops them up. They can make a new IP. Who knows? I don't they'll know. make it. They'll make a children's game next. Yeah. <laughs> After maybe. having Agent Forty Seven just murdering the fuck out of people forever, they're gonna yeah go kid friendly. Yeah. It's a shame. It's just really, really weird. <sighs> and they say it's about money. Let's talk about money for a second with Square Enix. They had a record high in sales last year. But you want to know why I think that's probably not enough? The marketing budget they had for Final Fantasy (laughs) XV. That probably canceled out their record high sales. (laughs) Maybe. Oh, man. Uh... They saw a 20% jump in net sales year over year. It's cool. That's a huge jump. 22.9% increase in ordinary income. 0.8% in profit. Uh, they said mostly to Final Fantasy 15 and Rise of the Tomb Raider and strong digital downloads. Mm, digital downloads. Mm. Smartphone and PC browser games also saw a big leap, they said. Which is cool. And then they got uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. 
that still they, they're fun. having an expansion coming out here soon. Yep. Man. Yeah. yeah. They, they're. It doesn't make sense why they're getting rid of IO. That's that's all I have to say. Right. They're yeah, doing it good. Really doesn't. <sighs> all right. No mention here of Hitman. Or we kind of already have heard about this. The ASX Mankind Divided mm-hmm. did not perform well either. Um, but yeah, I would be curious to see the, the marketing budget that they had for Final Fantasy 15 and how much that actually cut into these profits. Because they're saying record high sales. They didn't say record high profits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to put this out there. If you have an event to announce a release date that eventually gets delayed, that's probably not good. No, no, definitely not. Oh, God. And that was a huge-ass event, too. That was like, what, two or three hours? It was a, it was a, it was a while. Man. Those things are not cheap to put on, either. All right, well, I think I've had enough. I've had enough of Square Enix's shit. Let's let's go dig in the shit of EA and specifically <laughs> BioWare now. Yep. Um so this news makes me very sad inside and it makes me actually angry at a certain property that everyone else seems to love. So, let's get into this BioWare taking a break from Mass Effect. Yeah, you heard me. Yes. They're just they're just going to stop doing it for a little while. And I don't like that. Um some people got moved around. A lot of the team got moved to uh EA's Motive Studios, which are working which is working on I think Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yep. Single player. Yeah. That's hmm. I want to say something. I'm I'm gonna say it. Star Wars is ruining EA's IP. There, done. I said it. They're, Maybe they're. It is too much of a resource draw for them to maintain their own IP and then work on a quality Star Wars product. Yeah, and it, when you have something like Star Wars that you know is going to sell a lot more. You know, that's kind of not a hard decision for a company like EA to make. Oh, man. It just sucks for anyone who... Mm. It sucks for me. It sucks for other people like me. I know there aren't that many because I'm the greatest, but... It just... I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it with every fiber of my being. Keep Star Wars. Just don't... If you're going to do Star Wars, don't fuck up your other things too it's just ah i hate yeah. it and it, it, the impact the impact is f- felt even further with bioware delaying their new ip yeah so bioware montreal handled mass effect andromeda the majority of it uh and like you said a lot of people moved over to ea motive but bioware montreal will not be developing their own game Anytime soon. They, they and, went back to Bioware Support Studio. Yeah, to be clear, Bioware Montreal was never really a primary studio. They just got yeah. called up for this. And they yeah. were like, hey, you better do a good job or we're not going to make another one of these. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of saw this coming. 
it, it, we kind of talked about this, you know, a few weeks ago. Of you know, we were just kind of worried that Mass Effect Andromeda won't get a sequel because this game I, probably underperformed sales wise and obviously did critically, and that's probably an easy decision for EA to make, and it sucks because it's you know not really what the fans want. Uh, and I think people that that didn't enjoy Mass Effect Andromeda are still probably sad because they know the potential that Mass Effect has that will not be utilized anytime soon. They didn't say that Bioware is completely done with Mass Effect and they're never making another Mass Effect game. It's just, it's not in their uh, short-term plans, I guess. You could say they're they're focused on their new IP and whatever comes next. Uh, I, I tell you what, man, that new IP better, better be pretty damn good. Yeah, it's getting it, pushed back to FY19. It was originally slated for a 2018 release, but... Yeah. yeah, it's got pushback. I don't think we'll actually see this at E3. I don't think Ooh. we'll see that this year. I think that'll wait till next year, see E3. I don't know. Because FY19, I think fiscal year starting, uh, I want to say it, it's this September. Well, fiscal year 2019 would be April 2018 mm. to March oh. 2019. So, so the reason I screwed that up is because the government does really shitty weird ways to track the fiscal year and it's yeah. really dumb. They originally said that it would be out in this fiscal year, but it's not going to be a thing anymore. Um, but it better be pretty damn good if if they took right now what is their biggest property and put it on their support studio and not their main studio. You know? We'll see. I'm excited to see what it is. I'm excited to see Bioware do a new IP because they're a very creative studio, but it just sucks for Mass Effect, you know, because I don't want Mass Effect to die. I don't want it to be 10 years until we get a new Mass Effect game. It, it just, things didn't go right with Mass Effect Andromeda, obviously, but I think they could get it right a second time around. I'm I, only I going to live so long. Give me as many Mass Effects as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... The Star Wars thing doesn't surprise me. I mean, we talked about Star Wars Battlefront 2 when it was announced, and there's three studios working on different parts of that game. That is a massive, massive resource sink for EA to put that game together to hopefully the quality that everybody's expecting, and they probably need anybody that they can get, to be honest with you. So ripping people from Bioware Montreal over to EA Motive, it's business sucks and something mm. something that happens let's talk a little bit about that business over the ea man yeah so 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 battlefield one 19 million players wow that's a big game it is and <laughs> ea set their sales record for fiscal year 2017 they set set it was the you know you know what i mean but yeah Man, so they hold on. I'm trying to look at the numbers here. So, okay, so their sale, their digital sales were okay. Three point oh three four billion dollars in digital sales represented sixty one percent of total net sales. Wow, 
up 20% year over year. So here's the thing. Digital is is growing. Digital is just absolutely growing hugely. And we'll get a little bit into that later on. We have some stats about games in general. But, yeah. It's huge. That's a lot. Bioware so or to, uh, Battlefield, that doesn't surprise me. So to put uh, Battlefield 1 in perspective, it had 50% more players than Battlefield 4 in the same time period. That is a large chunk. That would mean that there, in the same amount of time, Battlefield 4 had about, uh, what, about 10 million players? Yeah. Something like that? Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. It, it makes sense. Think they're probably going to set another sales record this year with their Star Wars properties, or in yeah. the in the like, not maybe not necessarily this year. We don't know if all their Star Wars games are. I'm not sure when they're all slated to come out. Um, but man, you want to slap a name on something and sell even more? That's yeah. I mean, Star Wars Battlefront, the first one, wasn't the greatest game, and the last I heard, it sold 14 million copies. That's a lot. And if Battlefront 2 is even remotely better, I, I see that number increasing. So, and I imagine, you know, this is 19 million players in that have registered, I guess, and played in Battlefield 1, but you got to imagine, even in terms of sales, that number is still really, really good for Battlefield 1. Because it continually sells really good, so hmm. yay, make a lot of money. Not as much money as Activision, but they make a lot of money. Yeah. Let's uh, let's bring this full circle until we get into some real hard numbers here. Uh, let's talk about Overwatch's uprising event, which ended on May first. That was played. That game mode was played 145 million times. Ooh, really, man. really popular. Oh man! Okay. I wonder so. how this compares to any of the other events in terms of how many matches played. I imagine I haven't heard anything about the other events. I've only heard about this one, so I imagine this one might be the best in terms of stats. But yeah, man. And it was a good event. I think it was it was solid. Yeah. I think I think co-op is the way to go with some of this stuff, at least a segment of this stuff. If Absolutely. if they want to do more multiplayer stuff, I think we should get a new map sometime because it's been a while. For that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I I I welcome co-op multiplayer. It is it's fun to just, you know, shoot up some bots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fitting for Overwatch. Which I find this stat to be interesting, that out of the 145 million matches, the the enemy won 78 million times, whereas the players won 67 million times. So a lot of people, we we uh, contribute We've, to that number a yeah, little bit. We, we tried so hard. We got so far. Yeah, we got a little bit far. We didn't get that very hard when we... Ch- I, no. <laughs> we didn't get very far when we played on hard. We definitely got hard at some point, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Eight and a half billion Omnic droids were destroyed 
It's a lot. I wonder how much it, metal that is. I wonder. Someone out there probably has <laughs> calculated that. Yeah. 815 million loot boxes were awarded. I oh. don't know how many of them were purchased. <laughs> hmm. I bought five of them. I think... I'm not sure if I bought too many Omnic ones. I got... I basically got the uh, the Diva winning victory or the highlight pose that I wanted. Yeah. And then I was I like, you up, know what? I'm good. I ended up getting that out of the last loot, bo- loot box that I received for that event. I was really excited. Good. Um, good. The easiest difficulty was one at a rate of 75% of the time where the hardest difficulty, the legendary difficulty was only beaten 0.6% of the time. Jeez. I mean, playing on hard was like, wow, you really got to be on your A game. I can't even imagine playing on that difficulty. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. In other Overwatch news though, uh, it's apparently going to be getting a Game of the Year edition really soon, as well as um, an anniversary event. All right. I I look forward to both of these things. Maybe not the Game of the Year edition, but, you know. <coughs> yeah. That's cool for people who haven't hopped in yet. I wouldn't yeah. have been in if you guys didn't drag me in, but, hey, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I know. We've had a lot of great times and many more to come. I'd imagine. Hmm. I want to get to level 100. I'm getting there. I'm like 91, maybe. Maybe I'm 90. I'm not sure. I'm almost there. I want I'm a little bit I guess it is. Back. I think yeah. I'm in like the 70s, maybe. Mm-hmm. It just feels like yesterday that I was in like the 30s. I'm like, man, level 100 is so far away. And then mm. we just kept playing and playing and playing. Here we go. Here we go, indeed. Let's take a moment and dive into some statistics provided by the Nielsen Report. This is a Nielsen Games Report, the Games 360 U.S. Report. So this this is strictly about gamers in the United States of America. And apparently, 64% of us Americans above the age of 13 are gamers. That's over half. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's cool. Let's look for some more interesting stats in this report. So, about 47% of these gamers prefer to play on their gaming console as opposed to 26% on their mobile device and 27% on their computer. Hmm. Interesting their uh, phone over uh, PC. Hmm. Let's see here. So, when we're talking about preference for physical or digital, console gamers prefer physical. 69% to 31% who prefer digital. But if you're talking about PC gamers, it's 25% physical to 75% digital. Who would have thought? Yeah. Steam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The general population of people that play games has gone up year over year over year, which is great. It's up to 64%. Mm. That's awesome. That's honestly a lot more than I would have thought. But when you think about it, 
games are a very broad thing now. So, I mean, just about anybody plays games. So. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so social media. Now, we don't have to talk about social media. That's kind of... <laughs> kind of weird um okay so all right so that isn't a that isn't a surprising fact but 94 percent of esports fans are gamers so there's actually six percent of people out there who just like watching esports but don't play games wow let's talk a little I bit actually can't picture someone doing that but it's interesting maybe someone who like can't physically play games they're they like games are very inaccessible to them, maybe. Yeah. Um, esports fans. Seventy-seven percent of esports fans are men. Twenty-three percent all women. Oh boy. Oh boy. Man. All right. So here, here are some questions. No, actually, I don't know if I want to cover any more of these stats. I, I don't know. Huh. Virtual and augmented reality. Which of these following VR slash AR devices, if any, have you ever heard of? Wait. It doesn't say that. <laughs> it doesn't... It, the, the stats don't match what the caption says. Okay, so I guess if they've, if they've heard of VR... So, gamers above the age of 13 this year, 63% of people know about VR slash AR, but the general population is about half. I think that's contributed to by, like, Samsung's, like, what they're doing with their commercials with their uh, Samsung, I think it's called the Gear VR. Yeah. Which is just, you know, slap your phone in kind of VR, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've used it. It's It's okay. But man, there are are a lot of numbers in this report, and there's just there's too much to really cover. I think we hit most of the important bits. So, unless you have, well, one on. interesting thing here, um, is how people consume uh, watching video game content. So in – I'm going to read off 2016 numbers. Uh, number one, YouTube, 70% of the time is where people watched video games. Two, GameSpot, 21%. IGN, 18%. Twitch, 15%. Uh, Steam, 14%. That was 2016. 2017 is a kind of intriguing to me. YouTube still number one, 70%, so same number. Number two, Twitch at 19%, so Twitch has increased in viewership. Number three, ESPN. Oh, yeah. At 17%. Right. I mean, ESPN does have tournaments on, on there. Uh, so it that is proving to be a big thing for video games in terms of people watching them. I mean, that's... I would not have thought that. Uh, number four, GameSpot at 17%. So they went down 4%. And IGN at 15% down 3% mm. year over year. Uh, I honestly would not have thought that GameSpot would be watched more than IGN, to be honest with you. Mm. 
it's it's a weird it's a weird world out there of watching video game content. It is. We hope we're bringing you some hot video game content. Yeah. But we wouldn't be able to do that if there weren't hot video games coming out every single week, Tyler. Uh, there's only a few hot video games that come out every single week. I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be you got a, a point. Downer. You got a point. <laughs> But the fact remains, there are games that are coming out each and every week, unless you're that one week in January where we had nothing. But we have a few games on this list, and I'll get us started here with Arcade Archives, Neo Geo, The King of Fighters 95. The King of Fighters 95 is a fighting game released by SNK in 1995. Holy shit, that sentence makes so much sense, right? <laughs> In addition to fan-favorite fighters from Fatal Fury and the art of fighting, ya Yaga Mian joins the battle as the rival of the main character, Kyo Kusanagi. Right on. Next up is Birthday of the Beginnings. Now, on PlayStation 4 Digital and Retail... From legendary creator Mr. Yashihiro Wada comes be Birthdays the Beginning, a unique sandbox game where you shape the world and give rise to diverse and unique life forms. Experiment as you please and witness the birth of an entire ecosystem. This game's not getting great reviews. Hmm. I, I, I'll be honest, I was not looking at reviews for this game. <laughs> um, here we have... Blade and Bones on PlayStation 4 digitally. A combat-driven Metroidvania experience. Discover a tale long lost in our past. Seven swords need to be found in this world where you will discover ancient secrets and fight with an, with a, with an intense combat system that rewards players for their skills and knowledge. Boom. Bloons TD5 on PlayStation 4 Digital. Five-star tower defense with unrivaled depth and replayability. The Bloon are back, and this time they mean business. Build awesome towers, choose your favorite upgrades, hire cool new special agents, and pop every last invading Bloon. Mm. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, I love boy. the art on the next one. Oh, that yeah. Quality. The next game on the list is called Butcher, available on PlayStation 4 digitally. Butcher is a fast-paced 2D shooter and a love letter to the cult classics of the genre. As a cyborg programmed to eradicate the last remnants of humanity, your sole purpose is to annihilate anything that moves. <sighs> Alright. Demon's Crystals, PlayStation 4 digitally... Demon's Crystals is a frenetic twin-stick shooter where you guide the uh, Yurikin demons through countless hazards in order to restore peace to the world. The Yurikin have always been at the top of the food pyramid, but one day three mysterious beings arrived, causing the one peaceful inhabitants of the world to become aggressive and destructive. 
Okay. Next up, we have Elliot's Quest. Available on PlayStation 4 digitally. Elliot can't die, but he's still running out of time. In Elliot Quest, the victim of a rare curse must find a cure before he's transformed into a demon. Ooh. Next up is Harvest Moon, Save the Homeland on PlayStation 2. On PlayStation 4, digitally. This is a PlayStation 2 game on PlayStation 4. Um, Your goal is to successfully save your family's farm in the surrounding village from being turned into a resort. Construction begins in a year, so you have to work, so you have your work cut out for you. But don't worry. If you earn the friendship and trust of the villagers, they will be sure to lend a helping hand. Hmm. All right. Next up, we have Human Fall Flat. On PlayStation 4 digitally, Human Fall Flat is a quirky, open-ended physics-based puzzle game. Physics-based puzzle and exploration game. Okay. Set in floating dreamscapes. Your goal is to escape these surreal dreams by solving puzzles with nothing but your wits and physics. This game is interesting. I don't know if you've ever seen anything played in this game. It's very, very bizarre. But look, it, it looks like it can be a good, good laugh and good, good enjoyable time potentially. Next up is Last Stitch Goodnight on PlayStation Four digitally. After surviving a near death out-of-body experience you are kidnapped by a doctor who is experimenting on people who satisfy certain criteria escaping the doctor's laboratory will require new weapons new powers and a strong stomach for facing science gone bad bad science baby Mm. part of that sounded like 50 shades of gray yeah sort of i lost a bet with my girlfriend fiance now Fiance Bay, I guess you could say. Fiance Bay. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I have to watch Fifty Shades Darker. It sucks, but whatever. I have. I will get the alcohol out, and I'll, I'll have a good time, actually, probably. I'll just laugh at it, like the first one. Hold that thought. Have you thought of calling her Beyonce? Oh, man. No, I have not. Thank you. You're welcome. That is amazing. Totally aped need, that from someone else that. that mentioned it. Um, that that fits better than fiance. Bay. Mm. All Just right. rolls off the tongue better. All right, there we go. All right, cool. here we let's get back into the zone here with Lethal League on PlayStation Four digitally. Lethal League is a competitive projectile fighting game where you have to hit an anti gravity ball into the face of your opponent to win. The ball speeds up with every strike to explosively extreme velocities. Play locally or battle it out online. Hmm. Next up is a thing that I did not know was a thing. Loco Roco Remastered on PlayStation 4 digitally. The peaceful world of Loco Roco are under attack by the not-so-nice Moja Cops. Moja Corps. I thought that said cops. Uh... These evil outer space creatures have come to take the Loco Roco from their land of blowing flowers, lively creatures, and pastel scenery. You must move the Loco Roco 
through more than 40 levels of slippery slopes, teetering platforms, and maze-like passages. I did not know that they were remastering this game. This is an in- intriguing game. It was on the, the PSP all back right. in the day. All right, all right, all right. I, I have a weird feeling. I feel like I've played this next game before called Moonshot Galaxy. I think I played this at either a PAX or at PSX or something. I don't know. Let's just read the description here. It's a PlayStation VR game. Moonshot Galaxy is a VR game like no other. Play your way through planetary challenges and exotic branches of the galaxy at your own pace. Designed for comfort, anyone can pick it up and play. Though reaching the top of the leaderboards will put your skills to the test. Mm. Next up, it's a real goofy game. NBA Playgrounds on PlayStation 4 digitally. Classic NBA arcade action is back. Take your A game to the playground and beat the best in high-flying two-on-two basketball action. Practice your skills offline. Play with up to three others on your PS4 or take your talents online to posterize your Posterize. 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 That's when that's you, that term comes from when the, you dunk someone's when face. When you dunk on someone and they make a poster out of it because right. you know that's that's a cool thing to do. Yeah. There you go. Um posterize your opponents with acrobatic jams and ridiculous displays of skill. This is, that, is like um NBA Street and NBA um Jam. Mm. Is that Allen Iverson on the cover? I believe so. Did you ever play the NBA Street games or NFL Street? Oh, I I remember playing and No, shit. I don't remember. No, I played this one. I think it was called NBA Ballers. Mm. It was a weird bad game, but um no, I haven't actually played any of the Street or Jam games. They were great. Especially NFL Street. I really miss those games. They were they're fucking awesome. Mm. Anyways. All right. Here we have Polybius on PlayStation VR digitally. Polybius is the latest trans shooter from the creators of Tempest 2000 and TXK. Llamasoft. Great description. Next up is Resident Evil Code Veronica X, uh, which is a PlayStation 2 game you can buy on your PlayStation 4. Raccoon City was just the beginning. Claire and Chris Redfield. Redfield's nightmare continues as the siblings fight to survive against zombies and other monstrosities within Umbrella's deadly facilities. Explore the mysterious Rockford Island facility in the freezing Antarctic base for clues, exposing the Umbrella Corporation's sordid goals and the truth behind the mysterious and unsettling Ashford Twins. Hmm. You can play a lot of Resident Evil games on PlayStation 4. So there you go. Yeah. This is just another one. And here we have Revenant Saga. Available on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, and PlayStation Vita digitally. Become a Revenant and find the truth beyond revenge in this gothic fantasy RPG with stunning 3D battles. 
After being turned into an immortal being known as a Revenant, and learning of the existence of a demon within him, Albert sets out on a journey to make the person who did this to him pay with their very life. Hmm. Wonder if Leonardo DiCaprio is in this game. Don't know. Next up is a game Frank mentioned earlier. This is actually the last game for the week. Strafe on PlayStation 4 digitally. Strafe is a roguelike first-person shooter pushing the limits of computer-generated photorealism in hardcore sci-fi action into unimaginable territory. Is that a true statement? Most of that statement is true. Okay. I believe saying that it took hardcore sci-fi action to unima- in, into unimaginable territory, I think that's a little extreme. Mm. And it's not... No, it's not computer-generated photorealism. No. <laughs> it's it's only about a third of these things. Mm. Well, that's unfortunate. It is a roguelike first-person shooter... Forget the rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if you want this video, you can watch Get Out though. And Just if you want to throw it out there, and if movie. you want to watch a whitewashed film, thanks to Hollywood, you can watch The Great Wall. Yeah. Uh boy. That just that doesn't even look good. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Mm. Not at all. Well, I think that's all we really have for you guys today. Yep. It's getting, well, yeah, we're actually rolling a little bit later than I thought we would. Which means I need to work my ass off here in a minute. Um, So, if you want to send in questions, you can do that. PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at PSReportPodcast. Do any of those two things. Leave us reviews in your podcast service. Leave us comments on the YouTube video if you're watching that. Subscribed to either of those things. That would make us really happy. Share it with your friends if you think they might like the show. And man, 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 you can find... Oh, wait, it's, we have to talk about us. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find him at Plugged On Vids. Yeah, buddy. That's this YouTube channel that you might be watching it on. They do other things, like music and movies and shows. That's a true statement there. Yeah, buddy. Well, uh, we're going to sign off for this week. We hope to see you next week, and sometime soon we'll have E3 predictions for you. And Mm -mm -mm. if you have anything that we can't answer, well, you put it in these... We'll go on these words. If you don't know it, Tyler... Go learn it. We're out.